Welcome to Babbling Books, a podcast about books and the authors behind them. I'm your host, Lily. Follow me on Twitter at BabblingLily, that's B-A-B-B-L-I-N-G-L-I-L-Y, and follow me wherever you listen to this podcast to get updates when new podcasts come out, which is every other Monday. Today, instead of our usual format, I have my cousin Fiona to talk to. Hi, I'm Fiona. Fiona is known for her love of Norse mythology, cryptids, and memes. Thank you, I do love a good meme. Okay, so <laughs> Fiona, um, you are in sixth grade currently, right? Yep, I'm 12. So what's your favorite subject in school? What do you enjoy? Uh, science is okay. I like my teacher, and I like my math teacher, but I'm not good at math. Never say that. Um, I'm not good at math. You are good at math. Okay. Thank you. Um, so, uh, Fiona, you like books, right? You like reading? Yeah, it's fun. I like reading about mythology. So, could you talk about one of your favorite myths, um, and how it reflects what we're doing today in our society? Like, how we can relate to it today? Uh, one of my favorite myths is about, uh, sorry. Uh, the one where Loki dresses up as, no, Thor dresses up as a woman. Could you explain? To, oh, yeah. Could you explain this myth for people who aren't obsessed with Norse mythology? Okay, 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 okay. So, it starts with Odin waking up and he realizes his hammer is gone. Odin has a hammer? No, sorry, Thor. I get them mixed up. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, Thor's hammer is missing. So, first of all, he, of course, blames Loki. They are not, in fact, siblings. Thank you very much. They're cousins. Okay. Um, no, wait. Not cousins. Uh, Loki's the uncle. Of no, adopted, adopted brother. No, because Odin and... Look. It depends on what version you read. Okay, it, it depends on which version you read, but... Anyway, uh, they... So, he realizes he's lost his hammer, and he blames Loki. But when he goes to Loki, Loki says, no, no, I did not steal your hammer. Turns out Loki did not steal his hammer. It was this uh, giant. I don't remember the name of the giant at the moment. But, so, yeah, some random big bossy giant. And uh, so they have to they have to get back their his hammer. So, And Loki is really mad. Or not Loki. Uh, Thor is really mad because he lost his hammer. So he's, like, upset. So he tells Loki to get his hammer back, and Loki's like, I can't get your hammer back. I don't know where it is. So he goes to Freya and gets, he bargains for a uh, a, a feather cloak that can make him fly. Who's Freya? Because um, I know Thor, and I know Loki, and I know Odin. Who's Freya? Fiona? Okay. Uh, so Freya is, what is she, the goddess of, I don't know, she has a cat, a bunch of big cats who drive her chariot, and she's the goddess of, um, beauty, I think? Yeah. Holy, what is that face? Okay. Um, she's the most beautiful goddess in Asgard, this comes into play later, Fiona. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's the most beautiful goddess in Asgard, you know, she's beauty queen, one It's yeah. Dancing Queen. <laughs> um, but, so she, 
you know, give, they bargained for a flying cloak. And so Loki flies to where the giant is, and he's like, hey, can I get the hammer back? I don't know. You have to make a you have to make a bargain. I want Freya's hand in marriage for the hammer. And Loki's like, oh no, because you know Freya has a temper. So she, he goes back to Freya and he's like, <sighs> and Thor's not that worried because I mean, in the version I read, Thor says, wait, that's not that bad. She, he only wants her hand. Oh well, yeah. She can give up her hand. <laughs> There's still the rest of her. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Thor is really stupid. Um, anyway, and yeah, so Freya's not exactly happy about the situation. She does not want to be married to some big giant. She's, no, she's, no, I'm not doing that. Just steal it. So he returns the cloak and he's like, all right, Thor, I don't know how we're going to get back your hammer. And then Thor's like, oh, I don't know. If only we knew someone who could pretend to be Freya. And Loki gets this great idea <laughs> to dress Thor up as a woman. And here's, here's some context. Thor is not small. <laughs> no. Thor is a very big, big man. Yeah, with a beard. With, with, with a large beard and long blonde hair. Yeah. And so he's like, no, I'm not doing that. But he ends up doing it anyway. Loves his hammer. Yeah. He loves his hammer too much to let it go. So, and uh, Loki dresses up as his handmaiden, so he does all the talking, and so like he never Thor never talks at all, and Loki just says, "Oh no, she's just so excited to be marrying you." So they travel. They travel to Jotunheim. They travel to Jotunheim, which is giant realm place, and. He eats and eats and eats and eats and eats. Thor does, yeah. Yeah, Thor. And the giant is like, what? How is she eating so much? She's just a dainty little woman. What? Yeah, you know, it's not... And Thor, or Loki's like, oh, she's been, she's been just so stressed. She's been fasting herself so that she looks pretty, you know. And uh, so after the meal, they have to bring out the hammer. So they bring out the hammer to show it, and uh, Thor's like, Hello, can I please just touch it and try to have to hold it? My, my feminine hands wouldn't be able to, but let me try. He's like, oh, okay. And gives him to And he, Thor picks up his hammer and just starts killing all the giants. And uh, it's just, it's really good. I don't know. My favorite versions of the story where it's not just, Thor doesn't just eat a lot, like he also is like yeah. really, he gives away his position a lot of times and Loki has to keep covering up for him. And yeah, um, so how do you think, what, what do you think we can learn from that story today and how do you think it affects us in our current day? Because I know Norse mythology was, was written a long time ago. Yeah. So how do you think it affects us today? Uh, I'm not sure, but like, I don't know, I think. Freya refusing to marry, refusing to marry a lot, is something, cause like, I don't know, in ancient Nor Norse places, Scandinavia, yeah, Scandinavia and places like that, it was like punishable by death to even touch a woman without her consent, which is pretty snazzy, um, but like, 
the bits about uh, Thor becoming, like, dressing up as a woman and pretending to be a woman but not being womanly at all. I don't know. That's fun because... So, what are your what do you want to do after you uh, graduate from school? Do you plan to study Norseology? Do you want to write? Uh, what What are your plans? Uh, I want to look into Norse mythology a little more, so that and like go to those places, try to visit them, and learn more about where they originated, because I think that would be really cool. But I don't know if that's a career. I think it is because I had a T-shirt. She was in school. She taught mythology. So, so what are you doing now with this with this mythology? Um. Well, I'm thinking about writing about it. I'm not a super great writer, but they don't say that. Yeah, like, you know. ask any writer who's been on this podcast. Uh, they didn't think they were a great writer when they were. Actually, some of them did. I had a writer who was on this podcast, who wrote a 40-page story called Carol and the Adventures of the Magical Herd. So sometimes you start out with Magical Herd and you end up with several award-winning novels. I'm calling out to you right now, Carol Goodman, and if you're listening to this, you should be clapping that I, I managed to mention you. Um, so Fiona, what, who, what would you write this? Um, if you want to write now, what... Uh, which gods, which stories would you base uh, your writing on? Like, for instance, would it have any... I, I know, if you watch the Marvel movies, you're thinking, oh, Thor. Okay, so we've got Thor, we've got Loki, let's see, we've Odin, we've got uh, their sister Hela, right? Okay, they're not... Si- okay, wait, hold on. I gotta go on a little rant. <sighs> what What is that about Hel being the sister of Thor and Loki. What is that all about? Why? Okay. Hel is the daughter of Loki. With Anger Bogota. I think that's how her name. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But what? <laughs> that doesn't... Okay. It doesn't really make sense to me. Because, like, siblings and children, like, they aren't... <sighs> it does, doesn't make any sense to me. Any... Any of it, like, mm-mm. So what are, y- what are your opinions on taking liberties with Old Norse myths? Because obviously they're in the public domain. So if I wanted to take my story and write it with Hel as Loki's sister, I could do that. Why shouldn't I do that? Like, it's, I mean, who's going to tell me not to? Well, like, no one's not going to, no, no one's going to, especially with such a large franchise as Marvel, no one's gonna be like, hey, hey no, you you can't do that. You're you're not doing it right. But like, it's kind of annoying to have to have to change your whole mindset, especially as someone who reads a lot of Norse myths, to change your whole mindset to fit a certain movie or something. And I don't know. It's just kind of frustrating that they don't take it straight from the myth because I feel like you could have had a lot more, like character to Hela if you had um if they had made her Loki's daughter because like it could have been a big reveal and like whoa Loki has a daughter what it's like I don't know I feel like they could have done a lot more with it I think it also has to do with respect like for me it's like oh you're writing something 
you have to be able to go back to the original source and say this is where I got her this is where I got him and this is why it's like that and I think sometimes if I look at some of the Marvel movies they're such a big like you said they're such a big franchise no one's gonna tell them no so we look through and we see Hela and we see her as um Thor and Loki's daughter and I love when people take liberties with old myths like I love rewrites it's fabulous like um what's her name Ibi's a boy who just wrote Pride, which is a remix of Pride and Prejudice, is fabulous. I love it. Um, and takes a lot of liberties. And I love having changing the characters' uh, relationships and seeing what happens with it. But I think what we have to think about is, are they really doing this to make it more interesting, or are they doing it to fit their own box of what they want their characters to be? Because we, don't, we want to develop this for teens, and we want to have it for kids, even though I mean, it's not for kids and teens, just only kids and teens, but we've got a lot of characters that are really, like Peter Parker, he has a vlog. We've got a lot of characters that are Gen Z characters, and they're really focused towards Gen Z. Um, and so we, we want Loki and Thor to be more accessible to the younger generation. So if Loki has a daughter, we're not going to be able to relate to him. So I think when we talk about uh, Norse myths, I think we also have to talk about respect and being like, okay, so is this really why you change the relationships or did you just do it because of your franchise and I guess a conversation to be had with every ad- adaptation like why why are you changing the- if you do change something why are you changing it like think about it is it really for your story yeah. or is it for someone else if it's for a good reason if it's for a good reason you can definitely change it but I just don't see why they changed it I don't it's just maybe so on the topic of hell um you say that she's Loki's daughter so, uh, isn't Loki married? Like, is he is he married to Angerboda? No. She, he's actually cheating on his wife with her, and Sigyn is her, his wife. And it's just a whole thing, because she's, she's wonderful. She hasn't divorced him or anything, or she didn't. And, like, she's a wonderful person. She was a servant of Freya, actually. And they met, and it was cool, but then uh loki went and cheated on her because of course he did so i mean at least he only cheated on her once right he only has one kid with anger Boda, right oh he has uh three kids three kids he has three kids so uh do we see them all in thor ragnarok no um we see um hell hell obviously we see uh fenris a little bit which is also actually one of his kids fenris wolf and, oh, God, what is the world? Oh, ha, that's my timer to make sure we don't go over time. Yeah, whatever. Um, So, you were talking about Fenris Wolf, right? Doesn't he end up, like, in chains? He does. He ends up on an island that transports so that no one really knows where he is except the gods. And so he's just chained up on that island. And, yeah, that's where he ends up. And his uh, brother, Yorgamander, the yeah. uh, the Midgard serpent, right? Yeah. So uh, the Midgard serpent was thrown into the ocean as a very small small snake, um, because uh, like why why what would they uh, and what what happened to Hela too? Like uh, how how did they just let them hang around? Like why did Fenris get chained? Why did the serpent get thrown in the ocean? Like well, what's up with that? Pretty sure, if I remember correctly, it was just because they they were dangerous and they were children of Loki. That was the whole thing. And Hell got thrown into um, Hell, which is the land of the dead that isn't Valhalla. It's where like the bad people, just like Hell is. 
it's for normal people. Yeah. It's for people who didn't die on the battlefield. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, and she has, like, two servants, but they're really slow. And they, um, I don't remember what they're called because they have really long names. And then there's Maud Good, and she's the, like, guard at the front. And she's really cool. So we're talking about uh, all these characters in Thor Ragnarok. So uh, if Marvel took so many liberties, they must have just uh, invented Ragnarok, right? No, actually, Ragnarok is the next thing um, because uh, the world, according to Norwegian myths, or no, not Norwegian, Nor- Nordic myths, um, the world starts over and over and over and over, and it ends with Ragnarok every time. So Ragnar comes, and then the world starts all over again. And, like, Loki does his things, Odin does his things, all over again, maybe, like, with slight differences. Then Ragnarok comes again, and it starts all over again. What? What, uh, this is going to be, I think, our last question. So what happens when Ragnarok starts? Like, what warns us of Ragnarok? What happens to Ragnarok? Who are the key players? Do we see Loki? Do we see Hela? We... We see Odin, and he gets eaten by, God, who did, yeah, Fenris, Fenris Wolf, and um, then Fenris Wolf gets killed. No, after he eats the sun. After, oh yeah, after he eats the sun, and Odin, and all that, after he eats all his stuff, he gets killed by Thor, who is then killed by Jorgamagund, I think that's how you pronounce the name. Jorgamagund, I don't know, there are many variations um and then oh god what happens then anyways everyone dies it's the end of the world over and over again so uh the end of the world how do we look out for it what happens in the very beginning um i cannot remember for the life of me but what warns us of it the rooster the rooster oh yeah there's oh yeah there's a rooster and uh god what is his name but there's he's, a rooster, there's a rooster. Yeah, there's a rooster, and it calls. And if it calls one time, it's just an emergency. If it calls two times, then it's Ragnarok, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So watch out for rooster calls, folks. This has been Babbling Bucks. We're glad you joined.